All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me right now is John West, the CEO and co-founder of Ad Shoppers. John, thank you for joining me today, man. Hey, Brent, appreciate you having me. So before we jump into this conversation about social commerce and, and the impact social is having on e-commerce in general, uh, maybe you can give us a little bit of your personal background. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been in the e-commerce world for almost nine years now. Um, I started my first e-commerce company when I was in college uh, back in 2005. And the way that started was um, during the summers, my buddy and I would actually go door-to-door selling socks. <laughs> and so we wanted to earn some money while we were actually in school, and so we put that online and created our first sock website. Um, we grew that, that website into 45 different niche.coms. Um, we were kind of like a really small Wayfair hay needle, if you're familiar. Um, and bootstrapped that company for seven years or so. Um, we grew it to the fourth fastest growing retailer in the U.S. Uh, and it went pretty well. And then we sold it uh, in 2011, I believe. Um, prior to selling that company, uh, we went through a, a redesign of our website. And during that redesign, we were um, really focused on our product pages and optimizing those. And when we were doing that, we started putting social sharing buttons all across our product pages, you know, tweets, uh, like Facebook, all those kind of buttons. And we realized we have no idea why we were doing this. So that was the original idea for my new company, um, Ad Shoppers. And it was really just, you know, figuring out and getting some transparency behind social sharing and seeing if we could turn that into a measurable marketing channel. Um, so we built the first version of Ad Shoppers, uh, rolled that out in uh, early 2012 with about 25 uh, retailers in a private beta, um, grew it to almost 1,000 people that first year, and now we have over 10,000 merchants, and it's actually the largest um, kind of social commerce or e-commerce widget uh, in the world. So we have anyone from mom and pops using us to um, the economists, uh, St. Jude's Hospital, um, Everlast, O'Neill Clothing, a bunch of brands. Um, and the platform has really grown to uh, become kind of a, a complete social marketing layer that sits on top of your website. So make it really easy for a merchant to deploy sharing buttons that aren't dumb, you know, sharing buttons that give you good data, and um, social login, uh, refer a friend, uh, Facebook retargeting ads, things like that. So it's all one dashboard, one platform to manage all these things. So um, my background is really, you know, pretty, really heavy e-commerce, selling online, and then, um, you know, I'm on my second company, so I have pretty, pretty good experience just building things. <laughs> uh, well, and also, uh, I think, uh, although this is kind of an inside joke, uh, you you must have a good jumper too. Let's put it like that. I'll just <laughs> leave it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, Sometimes it varies. <laughs> So I, I, re- I had a recent conversation with uh, uh, Brendan Lowe over at uh, Shopify, and he had mentioned that based on some of the research uh, you know, from looking at the kind of the data from their customer base, that uh, what they're seeing when it comes to social driving traffic uh, to the to uh, their customer sites, um, he said that basically. Facebook is responsible for about two-thirds of the visitors to their sites from a social perspective. And when you look at the orders, that number goes up to 85%. So Facebook is pretty dominant 
based on what he's seeing, looking at the data from his customer base. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you're seeing from the ad shopper customer base. Is that jive or is it different or what what are we looking at? So let's take one step back. Um, so to, for us and the way we look at um, how social drives sales, you got to look at it on two different levels. So what most people do is what's called last click revenue attribution. So that's someone that came from Facebook to a website, added to cart, checked out immediately. And then that's, that's how most people are saying, you know, social is driving sales. And that's, that's the way to look at it. But the, the more accurate way to look at it is um, on an assisted revenue attribution model. So tracking someone over a 30-day period to see which social networks they interacted with, um, and how those affected the sale. So social is kind of more of a, a soft selling environment. And so, you know, you may post something that drives a customer to, you know, to your website 14 days before they actually purchase, and you need to measure that. So the way we do it is we measure both last click and assisted revenue attribution. So I, I don't know how Shopify is measuring their stuff exactly. It's probably last click if I had to guess. And the numbers, um, honestly, sound a bit high to me. Um, but, you know, they're looking at all their websites. And what we found is it's really vertical specific and really category specific. So, um, like, if you go to our website, adshoppers.com backslash stats, S-T-A-T-S, um, we have it broken down the you know, per category, the revenue that each social network is driving. So you can look across all of our 10,000 plus websites um, and see the, the percent of uh, sharing, clicks, sales, revenue, etc. per social network. But then you can actually drill down into clothing, home and garden, uh, you know, medical, whatever you want to. And you'll see as you drill down the different categories that it really, really varies. And so that's kind of, you know, a bit of our pitch to people is, um, you, you know, we can tell you what it's, what's happening across your vertical, but it's really going to be specific to your site. So you've got to get analytics in place and start measuring this stuff before you, you really know. And there's also there's a, a little bit more nuance to it. So just because Facebook is driving 85% of revenue, you got to look at the conversion rate of that traffic. You got to, or maybe five percent of traffic, let's say. You got to look at the conversion rate. You got to look at the average order value. Um, there's some other factors that, you know, not all traffic is created equal. So we will tell you very plainly um, which social networks are, are working for you, which ones um, have the highest average order value, have the highest conversion rate. Um, you know where you should pretty much be focusing your time. So, um, you know, their numbers for Facebook at least, sound a bit high to me, um, but I, I'm not sure exactly what revenue attribution model they're using. Um, but yeah. Let me ask you this, because uh, you, I'm looking at this uh, stats site, and you have, it looks like there's about uh, six different metrics that you're kind of looking at this stuff across the different social networks. Uh, what's the best way to for a, a particularly a small business who may be just getting started uh, with this? Uh, what's what are the metrics? How do they determine which of these metrics they should really trigger in on? 
So, I mean, percent of revenue is really going to be the, the biggest thing as long as you're looking at, um, as long as you're counting uh, networks that are over um, a certain total revenue. So, if, um, yeah, I mean, you just really got to look at the, the sales numbers, but you back in your numbers based upon the conversion rate and the average order value. Um, so for, for any merchant, um, you're going to, you're going to want to look at that percent of revenue column, essentially, if I was going to look at anything. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. We're getting ready to hit the, the, the main season for not just e-commerce, but just retailing in, 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 in general with, uh, you know, the, the home stretch with Black Friday coming up and with Cyber Monday, the whole holiday season. You were to kind of getting your customers or trying to position them or help them get ready for what's going to happen uh, over that that month or so uh, from an e-commerce perspective. What are some of the things, maybe the tips and things they really need to consider and focus in on in order to make the most out of uh, this holiday season from a social sharing perspective? Yeah, so the first thing, um, most people are not tracking this stuff. So um, you can't, it's really hard to improve things if you have no idea what's going on. So the first thing to do, step one, is always get analytics in place and start measuring these things. Um, And you know that measurement it takes some time. So the, the sooner you get these analytics in place, then the faster you can start improving things. Um, so kind of step one for our platform, at least, is always analytics. So let's, let's get, um, you know, some sharing buttons in place. Let's figure out where people are sharing. Let's figure out what's driving sales. Um, and then we can start running campaigns and doing some other things um, to improve those numbers. So, uh, you know, most retail pretty much everyone is already in a code freeze. <laughs> so, you know, most people aren't going to make too many changes between now and the holidays. But if I were to make one change, I would at least get some analytics in place so you have a baseline to improve upon for the next year um, and, and kind of go from there. Okay. And if you were looking at specific uh, industries, let's say, you are uh, selling a lot of, let's say, tech gadgets. If you were mm-hmm. in kind of e-commerce business, what kind of game plan would you kind of put together for the folks? Yeah, so so we kind of break social into two different pieces. So you have off-site social and you have on-site social. So. Off-site social is the things you're actually doing on Facebook and Twitter, et cetera. So it's, it's posting to your fans and followers and giving them promotions and things and trying to drive them to your website. Um, and then on-site social are the things you can actually do to your, your .com to make your site more social, more engaging, make it easier for people to refer their friends, um, et cetera. So, um, you know, just in the electronics category, the things that are really driving sales are going to be your top four are going to be um, Facebook, Twitter, people emailing, like email to a friend kind of stuff, and then Pinterest. Um, so I would, you know, I would focus on um, on those four networks, and then it really depends on your brand. And if you do discounting and that kind of thing, you can run campaigns like, um, you know, sh- share on Facebook and get a dollar off your order 
5% off your order, those kind of things um, can influence sharing and influence um, the engagement on your site. It, uh, it really depends. And I think overall people need to really, really, really start paying more and more attention to Pinterest. Um, it's, it's growing and, and kind of eating a lot of the e-commerce revenue that's being generated from social. Um, and I think today they just released a report that their fastest growing demographic is actually men. So, you know, traditionally people think of Pinterest as a, a female heavy site, but a lot more males are getting on Pinterest. Um, and it's just going to, they're putting more and more focus, you know, they release their ad product and things are um, getting more interesting over there. So people need to start um, learning Pinterest. Wow. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, actually, just looking at your uh, your stats, it, it definitely seems like Pinterest is it's uh, 37.56% of total shares. Uh, that's I would have never guessed that. I, I'm a dude. I'm, <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time on Pinterest, but it sounds like that's a, a definite mistake if you're if you're really on the retail side. If you're on you know selling more than just women's clothes. It sounds like it's actually way better for other things too now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the the web, it's, you know, it's getting more and more visual, right? So um, Pinterest is a very visual thing. Um, and it, it goes hand in hand with e-commerce. Um, and now with rich pins where they're appending um, actual product data to pins, it's a natural fit for anyone that's selling online. What about video? What about sites like YouTube? How, do they fit in? Uh, are they is, is YouTube and video driving commerce, or is it just still more driving entertainment? No, it's it's definitely driving commerce. Um, people that are smart about it are, are putting up how-to videos and things and informational things that'll actually rank on Google, and then it's a a soft sell back to your website. Um, those things are definitely, YouTube can definitely drive commerce if you do it right. All right, let's uh, talk about after the holiday season. How, how do you, how does a, an e-commerce based small business, how do they leverage the excitement and the traffic and hopefully the sales that come out of, you know, what happens during the holiday season to build longer-lasting relationships after the holiday season? How does social play a role in that? Um, I mean, it's, it's like anything else in, in life. You've got to nurture the relationship with, with your customers. Um, so it's, it's really all in the follow-up and not, um, you know, it's just soft-selling and, you know, kind of staying top of mind. Um, yeah, it, it kind of depends. I mean, um, it's it's very company like brand specific how they interact with people and if they want to offer deeper discounts on on things that they have left over in inventory what you know how they want to handle it um, you know for us it's we help you identify the people that are influential so we'll tell you in a really easy report these are the people that are sharing these are the people that actually generated sales from that sharing these are the people that are actually influential in general on the internet. And then these are the people that you need to be really connecting with and kind of treating a little differently. Um, and so those people, you know, we, we have retailers um, tweeting at these people or um, sending them special coupons to their email 
or even like sending them T-shirts and stickers and mugs and, and things like that and really trying to turn those people from uh, a one-off customer to someone that really loves your brand and then tells their friends about it. Um, so you know, the businesses that are going to win are the ones that really pay attention to fostering relationships with their customers that go beyond just selling them a product. And if you had to guess, uh, what percentages of business actually gets it, are actually doing these things and are, are already seeing the benefits from it? Um, I think it's, it's, there's, a, there's a super long tail. Um, the, the business is it's very top-heavy, so the, the, there's a really small percentage of businesses that are, are really getting it, and it's, I mean, it, everyone has room to be more sophisticated about how they, they do things, but, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of the bigger brands, um, not, not like traditional big brands, but um, the guys like uh, Warby Parker, uh, you know, those new brands like that, um, Dollar Shave Club is awesome. Um, those kind of guys uh, really do a good job with social and um, engaging with their customers. And then um, it's it's really just the amount of time you want to put into it. Um, it is it's not a direct, um, not a super, you know, you can't think about it like putting up a pay-per-click ad on Google. It's just not the same way. Um, so, but it's it's more or less a level playing field, so um, small businesses can take advantage of it. And, and I, I know of companies that have completely changed their business just by doing, you know, Facebook really well and having a lot of um, just brand advocates that are vocal. You mentioned Dollar Shave Club, and that's kind of an interesting one because it's they're not focused on the individual transactions. They're focused on uh, – signing up members for subscriptions. Are you seeing mm-hmm. uh, kind of the that approach along with social leading to uh, these opportunities to be successful and keeping customers around longer, therefore, you know, getting revenue, kind of consistent uh, revenue coming in? Yeah, I mean, their business is all about um, minimizing churn. So, you know they 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 know their customer acquisition numbers um, and they can they can back into those easily and everything works as long as people don't churn. So the way to connect with people, um, you know, now is is really through social media and then um, you know also email. So with some of the stuff that we do, we try to actually get more emails from from people sharing and things like that um, to help. Email is still the biggest thing for retail, so anytime you can capture an email, it's, it's better. Um, so yeah, they do a they do a great job at um, at just connecting with people, creating viral content, um, and it, it all works well together. So social media, if you do it right, can for a subscription business can um, have an impact on your churn rate definitely. All right, this has been really cool. Um, a lot of great information. Uh, where can people learn more about what you do and, and even just about social commerce in general? Yeah, so um, our, our site is adshoppers.com. We have a 
pretty good blog that has just general e-commerce content and then social commerce content. Um, businessinsider.com puts out a report about every month with the change in which social networks are driving revenue. Um, that's pretty interesting. Um, and then on Twitter, you can follow me. I'm at West, so just the word West. Um, and it's not all social commerce tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly basketball. Uh, 